Hi. Um, thank you for um, allowing me to do service tonight. This is Nan T in California. Um, I have been in OA for approximately uh, 14 years now. And I have released 128 pounds. I'm still working on it. I have more to go, but I've gotten the bulk of the weight off, which is very um, satisfying in a lot of ways. Um, So I don't know if I was a compulsive eater when I came out of my mom's tummy. Um, One thing I do know is that in order to get me to sleep at night, they would feed me heavy cream. Um, and that was to, you know, that was the only thing that would help me sleep all night. So that's what they do did. And so by the time I was three years old, I weighed 86 pounds and I stopped walking, uh, because I couldn't carry my own weight. Um, so I remember having to go to the doctor and the doctor saying that I had to lose weight and that I needed to do what my mom told me to do. Um, and I was very agreeable with him because I, I, I do have a memory of this, but when it came time to actually making changes, you know, I wasn't allowed to have, you know, any cream anymore. So, uh, I remember my mom giving me some milk and, um, and it was nonfat. And I just, I had a tippy cup and I chucked it across the room and had a roaring temper tantrum. I, I do remember that um, because it was so heartbreaking for me um, that I couldn't have my, my fix anymore, I guess. Um, So my mother watched my weight. um, And when I turned about seven, I went uh, to a diet camp down in Southern California um and uh i lost about 40 pounds during in a, in a two month period um just by exercising and having a lower calorie diet and then they also talked to us about nutrition and um changing habits and you know switching foods instead of having something high fat have a piece of fruit or whatever so i started out really young um with the with the diet club and i also you know i was i i think i was mentally ill by the time i was about seven years old um because i remember you know i i would throw a lot of tantrums um when i didn't get what i wanted and um nothing was ever good enough you know there was a lot of arguing and fighting in the family. So uh, it's just the way I grew up. Um, I had three older brothers um, and they are, um, you know, one left and the other one moved out. And then I still had my one brother who just passed away not too long ago. And so I was mad because he could dump a whole box of cereal into a big like batter bowl and eat the whole thing. Now, obviously he had a problem too, <laughs> but it 
wasn't about weight. Um, he would go, because the way he explained it to me, he says, I will go to school, I'm very active, and I'll burn it all off. I'm like, God, I wish I could eat like that, you know. Um, I would love to be able to eat like that. And I I was very active. I um, did uh, tap dance, ballet, gymnastics, um, jazz dance. And then I also did, um, uh, I also swam. So uh, basketball, uh, softball, you know, I did a lot of running around, riding bikes and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's not um, something that, you know, that was a, a, a food issue necessarily until later when I started sneaking money, you know, to go down to the little store and get my binge foods. And, and that was the first, you know, that was one of the first thoughts I had, you know, of needing comfort with food, uh, at least consciously. And then another time I went to like a fair and I won this item and I brought it home. But before I brought it home, I licked all the, all the stuff off of it and I had to throw it in the garbage. So, um, that was, um, that was another and then I had to go back, you know, a few years later, back to the uh, diet uh, farm and uh, drop that weight. And I was about 14. And when I was about 16, I picked up smoking. So I kind of substituted the cigarette smoking um, with food instead of food um, because it kept me thin. And I... I really didn't have, I had some sort of, some type of a weight problem, but it was not, I wasn't compulsively eating because I was compulsively smoking. Um, I felt like I was hooked from the minute I took one puff. So, um, you know, it was a trade off, that's for sure. And I still was very active. Uh, I did, um, you know, I, I jogged, believe it or not. I also did aerobics and um, kickboxing and more gymnastics and, you know, so I wasn't, um, I wasn't lazy. <laughs> I liked my exercise and I always felt better after I exercised. Um, but, you know, things do catch up. So I'm going to fast forward to a few years later but something else also that is poignant is that I had been in therapy since I was 16 years old. Um, and I came into OA when I was, I think, 47. So I had been in therapy for a really long time. And um, so I thought, well, you know, I'm in therapy. I'm going to be all right. I'll be fine, you know. Um, but I had all these, like, oh, just as the stuff that comes up in the day-to-day when you're not in recovery, where you're like when you're compulsively thinking, obsessively thinking about things, you know, that's the way my life was. I was obsessively thinking about things. Um, And of course I was boy crazy, which goes without saying. And um, so I had my first child at 22 
And, um, you know, I, and then a few years later, I had my second son at 30. And um, so everything's been fine up until, you know, I had also been waitressing. So I'm working, you know, all these hours and I'm making really good money, but I was getting tired. And so, um, you know, I had to um, drink a lot of coffee and the coffee was not good for me. Um, I drank so much coffee that I had like a, like an overdose of caffeine. So I, I, but I was also on those metabolite tablets. I don't know if anybody's heard of those, um, but they were supposed to boost your metabolism and you're not supposed to drink coffee on that. You're not supposed to drink alcohol when you do that. And I was doing both. Um, I'm not an alcoholic, but you know, I had a, somewhat of a habit of drinking wine after dinner or with dinner or before dinner. And, um, you know, it was a habit. I mean, I was kind of a wine snob. I'd have to go and get the nice wine because when at work, I would recommend these wines. So that was something, it was kind of like what I needed to do in order to stay, you know, at the top of my my bracket with making money. And um, then I eventually, I went to bartending and I was conference coordinating and, um, you know, banqueting and kitchen manager and, you know, all those things that um, go along with the restaurant business. And I had um, a boss at one of my jobs that said um, to my boss, well, I'm going to find, I want, I, I want to get rid of Nancy um, because I think she's too old and too fat. And, and I wasn't as heavy as I am now. I, I'm, I'm still heavy, but I wasn't. And I had, I had my hair done every, you know, six weeks. Uh, you know, my nails were clean and, and short. And, um, you know, I didn't wear too much makeup, just enough. And my, you know, the money was spot on and he wants to get rid of me because I'm overweight. And that's when I started taking the metabolite. Well, my whole personality, I started becoming very paranoid um, and it was really awful. So I ended up having to quit that job uh, and uh, basically I had to go off of caffeine, which was a good thing, but who would ever think it took me like three months to kind of normalize again. Um, I couldn't drink regular coffee. Um, and I had to stay away from anything that had caffeine in it. So that meant the diet sodas were out the door too. Anyway. Um, and that was one of the, you know, the, the hard punches in life that I took, you know, because of, you know, my weight issue, because uh, I had to be able to control my weight. Um, and then also, you know, later on, I quit smoking, and I stopped, I didn't stop drinking, because I thought it was giving, you know, there were too many calories. But, you know, all those years of eating all the rich, rich foods, and um, uh, it just really, everything 
it took me, it took about 15 years to get, you know, to uh, 330 pounds. And so it's taken a lot less time to come down. Um, But, you know, I took a lot of crap, I guess you could say, from from being so heavy. And um, my family, my immediate, my, my sons and my husband, they didn't treat me badly. It was extended family that were really gave me a bad time about my weight. And um, so, you know, consequently, there was a lot of fighting in the family. Um, and there was, you know, and that had been going on since I don't know how long. Um, since I was a baby, there's always been fighting. So, um, you know, I started eating more and more, um, or I would eat, I started eating more treat food than regular food, though I didn't eat enough to turn into a diabetic or anything like that. Um, my A1C was fine. Um, but my cholesterol was pretty high at one time. So I had to, uh, I didn't know what to do. And I had a friend that brought me into a program and the, you know, it was really hard for me because my mind was like a, a, a hamster wheel going round and round and round and round, you know, the same old things going round and round and round. And it was really a hard it was hard to jump off that hamster wheel. Um, But I started having some, you know, recovery by working my steps, you know, and um, it was very encouraging me. It it, it was encouraging to me. Um, There was never a time that I've ever wanted to quit OA. Um, But, you know, the process of my recovery was... um, Five minutes reminder. Thank you. Was also, you know, really difficult for me. Um, I had to. I wrote on the first three steps for the first seven years in the program. I um, I I stopped going to um, therapy because I was getting more out of uh, my recovery by writing than I was by. Um, you know, um, getting, going to therapy. So uh, the one thing about it is that I made, had made a pact with my higher power that I will write everything that's in my head until I need to stop writing all about this stuff. And I will leave it on paper because I couldn't, uh, function, you know, it was that hamster wheel. And then I finally got more, more recovery. And then I started praying for other people intently um and my mind it just was so odd it cleared up you know i didn't have all that monkey mind going on anymore and that was amazing for me um i don't think i could ever remember a time when my when i was uh peaceful and content and that was the key to my recovery right there if i want to stay recovered if I want to stay recovered, I need to keep working on myself. And that means working with my higher power. That means helping other people. That means, 
working all my steps because I was still working. I had gone through all my steps. I, I worked through the steps like five or six times, um, if not more. But the first three were my foundation, and that kept me balanced. Um, anyway, so fast forward, I'm down. I, I, don't, I didn't have to develop a plan of eating. What I did have to do was follow guidelines. My guidelines were three meals a day, nothing in between. And, but also, I have my own personal goals, which are, you know, I, I, I cut way back on any fat items, no sugar or very little sugar, and um, moderate to small portions. So that's the way I did it. I it was, you know, that's what came clear to me because I couldn't, I, I never really thought I could weigh and measure my food. Just like I thought I couldn't, you know, not have my binge foods. So, um, but working the program and asking um, God to remove these, my defects of character, my cravings, um, praying for other people, working with a sponsor, sponsoring other people um, has made a big difference um, because uh, it keeps me in recovery. And we all have our own personal journeys. And um, if there's something that is really a solid foundation for you in your program, latch on to that and branch out and find your recovery because that's the way, you know, that I found is the best way to recover um, because it's more natural and, um, you know, it, it just, it, it just felt better to go through the steps and working my program the way I have for the last 14 years as, as more natural for me. Um, because I'm, I'm not, a, you know, it wasn't a cookie cutter, um, you know, thinking that you're going to abstain and all that kind of stuff. Everything is one day at a time. And that is one of the core foundations of understanding that if you have one day at a time, then you can start over at any time. Say you slip you can start over right after your slip. You don't have to continue down that path. You can stay connected to your higher power. You can call your fellows. You can uh, talk to your sponsor. You can write. You can read. There are all kinds of things, all kinds of tools that um, we can use um, for our recovery and um, make the most of it because it's very helpful um, to reach out to other people. Anyway, um, so here I am, and I'm happier now. Um, I react to people better now. I Can you please um, wrap up. Yes, and I will pass right there. Um, uh-huh. This is Nan in California, area code eight three one two five one six. 227 Pacific Time. You can call or text. Thank you, Rena.